This is Sleeping with the Boss, a show that helps you learn how to sleep with your boss. Just kidding. It's actually a show about living together, working together, and loving together. Hosted by Caroline Weingart and Jason Zook. Fire away, Caroline. Oh, I wish you would sing Pat Benatar. That, what's that song? Fire, Fire away. <laughs> No, that stop. went terribly from both sides. <laughs> All right, you're picking the topic. Go. Really? Yeah, you're on the hot seat. You're in the hot seat is what people say. No, it's hot and you're on the seat. I am a little hot. I'm going to take off my jacket. Do you want to talk about building things? Because that's something that's going on right now. I, didn't we talk about that once or no? Building things? Yeah. I don't think so. I could have sworn you were building your, your product to profit and we talked about that. Oh, really? I'm not 100% sure. All right, then let's pick something else. We did not come prepared to class today. I'll tell you that right now. Well, here, this is the real honest truth. What's the honest truth? We're going to play a game of roulette review. Okay. Otherwise known as review roulette. roulette. Can I say stop? Yes. Okay, ready? You can do that. Hold on, hold on, hold on. i got to get more loaded. Uh, Hey, Sleeping with the Boss listeners. We're about to play a game called Review Roulette, where we just go through our reviews on iTunes, and we read one out loud from people that are awesome like you who leave one. And go, Carol. Ready, go. I'm in stop. (laughs) This is Drew Emel, revealing and engaging to better understand the balance of work and the dynamic of relationship when working together and pretty fun to boot. Funny. Pretty funny to boot. Crap, to I debate. totally messed that up. You really did. But thanks, Drew, for listening, for reviewing, for commenting, and for leaving that really thoughtful... Really thanks to everybody who did that. I, the other day, went on iTunes, looked at our reviews, and found out you can sort the reviews by, by most critical. Wow. Our There's most, an algorithm to do that? There was. Our mo- and I think that's by like lowest ranking is basically oh, the way they say okay. it. So it's not like worst review, it's most critical. Oh, I see. Our most critical review was someone who gave a five-star review and said they were upset that we were going from daily to weekly. That makes me happy. We really have no... See, now we're tempting fate. People are going to be like, oh, we need, I need to get a three-star review on this. Throw a four-star. Well, that was like when my book went on Amazon, I was up to like 85-star reviews before Not I got the first... Not that you were counting. Well, when it's your book and it's on Amazon, you count. I'll let you know when I write my book and it's on Amazon. Seven books. Ah, ah. <laughs> okay. Let's talk about building products. Who cares if we've talked about it before? Okay. Um, this has been a topic of discussion uh, as of late. It has. Actually, let's do this. Let's talk about... I'm, I'm actually going to... Boom. I'm going to change the topic right boom, here. This is how we roll. we don't make up rules. Let's talk about something that we both get asked about a lot, which has to do more with business than anything else, which is how do you pick your thing that you want to work on? Or how do you pick your audience that you want to talk to? Like, how mm. do you, how do you oh, find focus. your like, idea? How do you find your thing yes go ahead man tell, that tell only took uh, two minutes and 48 seconds That's... to get to the crux of what we're talking okay, about okay i gotta tell you there's something in your tooth right it's here. kale i know but i gotta get it because it's gonna be distracting me <laughs> like okay. you guys it's on like the side that's facing me like we're sitting next to each other and i know that you guys can't see it so it really doesn't matter but it was just i was gonna... i'll talk like this for the rest of the time <laughs> I'll see my teeth. one of my favorite things complete tangent but that's how we roll around here is uh i watched that interview with kobe bryant that mm-hmm. ahmad rashad did on nba tv oh, you actually one. watched part of it you guys, um, I don't have any idea what he's talking about. You watched part of it. And one I of the things like that, that Kobe said that was really was really interesting was he would rather have a friend that he sits down to dinner to and they tell him, you have something in your teeth, <gasps> instead of a friend that beats around the bush or ignores it or whatever. And I totally agree. I so much want the friends who say, mid-conversation, you yo got- man, you got a piece of broccoli sprouting out of your teeth. Here's the thing. 
I absolutely do remember now seeing that, that interview. Oh. Here's the second thing. You must have rubbed off on me because I normally wouldn't do that. Here's the third thing. You must love me a lot that I did that then. No, it's, it's more like your friends, not your loved ones. But you love me a lot. Go ahead and say it. Topic of the day, <laughs> finding your focused ideas. How to make your person love you. Just kidding. <laughs> okay, now that's a great topic. Okay. How do you, how do you? Well, so I, I've been asked this question <laughs> a lot you? recently, and I realized why. It was because I changed my welcome email for when you sign up for my email list that I have a question that's big and bold and says, what is the one thing you're struggling with right now? Just because I was really curious. I've seen other people do this. And... The question that I have gotten above and beyond any other question is, how do I pick my thing? Like, I don't, yeah. I don't know. I'm a, I'm a jack of all trades, master of none. Um, I feel like I don't have anything that I'm really mm-hmm. good at. So the same response that I've pretty much given to every one of these people who have replied is, <laughs> good luck. Um, no. Uh, I tell them to write down a list of five to ten things that they like doing that are work-related. So something that has to do with something you'd like doing work. So that could be writing. That could mm-hmm. be art. That could be singing. That could be building, you know, developing things, you know, whatever it is. Write those things down. And then make another list of are there questions that people ask you about those things? So each one you kind of break down and someone may not ask you anything about the watercolor painting you like to do on the weekends. That's totally fine. But just find and see if there's one that where, oh, hey, yeah, some people do ask me. You know, Mm -hmm. I get a lot of questions about this. Then look at that and go, is this something I want to be building products or services or things for? Then you could dive into doing it. If it's not, then you just scratch it off the list or you leave it for later and then you kind of iterate from there. Totally. We are both big believers in this because interestingly enough, I also, in my email newsletter, say the same thing to my audience. Like, please let me know whatever your biggest creative struggle is right now. And nine times out of 10, it's somebody saying that exact thing. Like, I don't know what to focus on right now. Um, Especially I think creatives in general and, and, and probably entrepreneurs because entrepreneurism is just a form of creativity, I feel. But we're, we're all interested in so many things, right? Like mm-hmm. we, and we can do so many things oftentimes. So it's like, how do you really narrow that down? But I think experimenting like you just laid out is the number one thing is like, but it takes, it takes commitment and it takes willpower to focus on something long enough and consistently enough in order to really see what, what a, the, the responses to that. So is it something that you that is valuable to your audience and are you going to be able to make money? But then B, to focus on it long enough to know if it's going to bring you value and you happiness and fulfillment as well. And I think where a lot of people get trapped is then they go, okay, I've picked this thing that I'm going to be doing and I'm going to do it for three months. And, but wait, what happens? Like, wait, what if it doesn't work out? I don't want to be known as the person who's like a floozy at business yeah. and I like try stuff. And then you don't even do anything. And, <laughs> and here's the thing. It doesn't matter. Any great entrepreneur, any great person of our time, any successful musician, artist, whatever, no one remembers them for the things that they failed at. Mm -hmm. People only remember them for the things that they have succeeded at. And um, there was a really interesting quote that I saw today that I'm not going to get right. So I'm going to look it up while you talk about this so I can get it right. Go. I just thought I could do like awkward silence for a while. No. Just so I can really make it really a lot of pressure for you to find it. Um, No, but I completely agree with that and I think that um you know another another hard thing is like knowing what that balance is between when you've been doing something long enough like how do you decide when is that point of when do I keep going with this and do I follow or do I you know kind of like 
cut ties and, and decide to go a different direction? Like, how do you decide if when it because because sometimes here's the thing I feel like in you were our, asking me a question no and you just went, wait okay. I feel like in our world though it's always this black and white thing where it's either like this product or this this uh, business is going to bring you massive success or failure and it's just one or it's so like binary like that when in fact sometimes it's just and you talk about about this a lot about how the entrepreneur is sometimes that it falls in the middle right, right. and I think the same thing about success or failure in terms of your business or product sometimes you fall in the middle and you go i don't know if i should keep going to find that successful threshold or to pivot as they say or change direction so how do you know when it's time to do that i'll answer that question in a second as i get to this quote that i just found on instagram Perfect. you want to be known oh sorry you want to know the difference between a master and a beginner the master has failed more times than the beginner has even tried yep which is, which is very apropos to what I was just saying because so many people who are just getting started or, or dipping their toes into the water of creating their own thing or starting their own thing, they're so afraid to try, whereas they look up to these people who have succeeded and they don't see all the times that they have failed and mm -hmm. they have messed up and they've tried. So it, it really does become a, a game of trying and mm -hmm. of just doing things. And I think that that, you know, we've talked about this many times. I mean, looking at you right now, like you're on a roll, like you are in creation mode. You are just, you've got all these things you're working on. You've got a new course that's coming out, which we're not going to name drop on this podcast. Um, <laughs> but uh, we, you're doing all that because it has become momentum from other things that Completely. you've been doing. And what people don't ever experience if they don't ever try is the momentum of creating. So yeah, um, I, that's a really blog post title right there. Well, <laughs> I actually wrote that blog post. And it's the momentum called, of creating. Yeah, it's called um, creating momentum with small wins. Sorry, so you're not on mine's the email list, but so mine's better. Um, but I wrote all about that because that is so important. Is like, and I was talking with someone recently about as you know we've talked about this topic several times i can't remember if we've done on the podcast but about that spectrum between creation and consumption and what's interesting is that you know when you're on the consumption end of that and you're you're kind of going down this rabbit hole of like looking what other people are doing maybe it's in your industry maybe it's in your realm on the uh, you know in the internet or whatever <laughs> in the internet is what i think Whoa. you just said <laughs> you know you're inside the internet um but it's, it's a slippery slope and suddenly you're like, you're so stuck on trying to find all the things so that you can do it just perfectly or whatever, come up with a perfect marketing plan, the perfect launch plan. Well, what's interesting is like on the other end of that spectrum into creation mode, it's the same thing. It's a slippery slope. So you, you create one thing, one product, let's say, or one free whatever, or um, you start an email list or and, and you start experiencing what it's like to write and suddenly that's a slippery slope and, and you're teetering over the edge of like it, you, like Jason was saying, you get momentum. And so many people kind of cut themselves off before they ever get a chance to experience that momentum because like you said, they're afraid of failing or whatever. I also think I want to bring up that creative people also have a fear of being locked into something. So we all know that it's helpful to, you know, establish your niche or come up with your thing because that helps people understand and put you in a box and remember you, right? Like that's just a, a, a marketing rule. But also I think there's a fear of if I do that, it's not going to grow with my business, with me. Like what if, what if I decide that I'm like the domestic diva and I'm like, you know, always having to do DIY projects and bake pies and things like that. And what if a year from now I hate baking pies? What is what is my business going to be if I'm locked in? So what would you say to people that are, have a fear of locking themselves into one thing? 
First off, you've asked me two questions and I haven't even answered the first one yet. I'm so inquisitive. But I think they actually both relate. Um, So, I mean, I think it's looking back for me, I was the t shirt guy, air quote, right? And that was something that I wasn't sure I would ever be able to escape this label. And what you realize is that those labels only stick with you as long as you let them stick with you. And I think that the more that you create other things and the more that you do other things, you establish new labels for yourself Mm. and people will catch on to them. The people who still call me the t-shirt guy are the people who have not paid attention to anything I've done over the past two years. No, wait. And I think an important thing that you did right there is you... Ooh, let's hear it. I think it was really good. I think that was a great answer and I'll tell you why. I think that you took the control back from the perception of other people and gave it to yourself. So for anyone listening, it's you know, that might have a fear of locking themselves into one thing that stems from a fear of what if people think I'm this thing and I go a different route versus the controls in your hands to say, you always have the ability to evolve. And as long as you evolve and then communicate that effectively, you're like, you're not locked in. It's in your hands versus in the hands of other people and what they perceive you to be. Let's talk about the people who are actually locked in that can't get out of it. Dustin Diamond, AKA Screech, Steve <laughs> Urkel, AKA Jaleel White, Vanilla no, Ice. Jaleel White is good. No, he's not. No, he's, he's not. But let's think about that. I mean, literally, there are not that many people that actually get locked in in our world. I know, in our but world. then that just made me sad for them that they are locked in. Yeah, but that's their fault. You should have branched out. You should have branched out. You, you should have done a couple like made-for-TV movies. Infomercials, maybe. maybe, like slap-chop action. <laughs> Um, yeah, so don't worry about that stuff. I mean, I, I just think that there's so many times when people are starting or when they're building something, or when they're creating a, a new path for themselves, you are the definer of whatever Completely. you're doing. Completely. Don't let other people define what you're doing. That doesn't matter. It won't hinge your success on what other people think of you either. You And, and that's why I think that it's social media has become such an interesting thing where I think the people who are creating the most noise and the most um static content like but like not in like the scheme of like content that builds their business but just like putting a lot of stuff out there in the world are probably the people who are also like i don't know what to do i don't know like what thing i'm should be working on or whatever yeah those are the people yeah because i think that they're just so worried about well i you know i want to share this and i want to talk about this and i want to do all these things instead of just like oh, putting their heads down and focusing and building one thing right. and not listening to all the noise and not caring what everybody else thinks about them. I, I totally get what you're saying now. Good. Absolutely. Is that the wine talking or is that actually you? I'm drinking a glass of wine and the further I get to the bottom, the more I understand what you're saying. <laughs> we should, yeah, we should do this more often. Let's explore Under this. the influence. Um, <clears throat> Podcasting under the influence. So yeah, just, you know, not necessarily to recap and wind things up, but, but I really so believe... Experiment. I believe that people need to experiment. I believe that people need to try things for a certain period of time. And it's okay to set a goal. Say it's a three-month thing. Mm -hmm. I'm going to work on this for three months. And, you know, some people might say like, oh, well, you know, maybe your success was just one week after that around the corner. Okay, that's fine. Like, build the next thing. Exactly. And, And I think a lot of people really get nervous of, you know, how long do I hold on to this idea or how long do I do it? And it's that answer is only something you can answer Absolutely. no one has a formula they can say like well you know and the we- beauty of it honestly this is like a weird way to look at it but like if the quote-unquote success that could have happened was one week around the corner when you decided to go a different way you'll never know that yeah and so it's going to be okay because you're you're going to be none the wiser and 
just focus on what you're doing. And I do think that focus is important. And I think giving yourself that time, like Jason was saying, is important. Um, and I, at least I know in my own kind of journey that was important for me to finally say, you know what, this is what I'm going to stick to right now. And if that changes, that's okay. But like kind of go all in on that one thing. Let's, let's do a really quick example here just for people who are like, well, yeah, but like, what does this mean? How do I apply this? Um, a year ago, well, two years ago, actually, um, two years ago, you sat at a conference in Fargo, North Dakota, doodling in your sketchbook while people were talking. And this was really before you'd ever done a lot of hand lettering, if you will, or even mm -hmm. known of it as that. Right. A year after that, at the next Misfit event, you did a hand lettering piece or a couple bit of pieces for the event mm -hmm. and you got commissioned to do them and you were starting to do your own design business where hand lettering was a part of that. And now maybe almost a year later, mm -hmm. we're getting close to it. You have a hand lettering course that makes you plenty of money to live off of. It has helped you build your brand. And I would say that you're probably very confident in your skills and know that like you could hand letter for anybody and be perfectly comfortable in it, right? Yeah. And, so, and because I found my own style. Yeah. And my point of that is, is that that's a two-year process. Right. That is a year of uncertainty, pretty Completely. much. The second year of that is really starting to feel it out, yep. believing in starting it, to feel more seeing more of it. And getting to the second year, it's like, yeah, okay, now I have a business. So, you know, for you listening, if you're afraid to say, oh, well, I can't even see myself two years from now still doing this, then you need to pick a different thing. But if it's something where you can see yourself exploring and trying and doing a lot of stuff mm -hmm. with, then I think there's a lot of opportunity always waiting for people. It just takes longer than you think. And I also just want to say that... I never, like, I mean, we all know that there are so many different cause and effect things that lead up to different points in our lives, but before I ever had my business blog or my business or my, you know, freelance design even was an idea, I had a personal blog called Clumsy Crafty Happy that I started in 2011 where that was how I taught myself HTML and CSS. On the blogger platform, the by the way. On the blogger platform. That was how I started to find my voice in writing. That's how I started to, uh, that's where I downloaded Photoshop and started playing around with it. And it's like, had I never, and honestly, I almost didn't start that blog because I couldn't come up with a clever enough name. Can you imagine? I was so freaked out that I was going to put this blog out there with a dumb name, which was just three words that I used to describe myself. Um, and I was like, this name is stupid. And then I was like, you know what? I think I saw, actually, this sounds so cheesy. I think I saw that quote that's like, a year from now, you will have wished you started today. Mm -hmm. And it sounds so cliche, but it was what I needed to hear at that exact moment. And I was like, yes. Like, if I'm sitting here a year from now and I haven't started this blog, I'm going to be so mad at myself because I knew that the only way to get better was to just start. And so I started the blog. I called it my stupid name, which actually people ended up liking. And... Had I not done that, I don't think I'd be where I am today. So it's like, you just have to start, man. I can't start. think of any blog, successful or unsuccessful, that like I hear the name and I'm like, what a stupid name. Because it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It does not matter. People you, freak out about names and truthfully, if it doesn't matter. All it these, helps if you have a good one, but absolutely. I, don't think it, like, I don't think it is going to kill your blog. You know, it really helps doing the work. <laughs> yeah. That's what really That's helps. That's really the most helpful thing, I would think. Doing the work. Yeah. Putting in the work to do the thing. So uh, for all those of you who are listening to this that might be struggling, especially in your work aspect of your life, not knowing what you want to do, start this episode over at about 2 minutes and 48 seconds and listen again. <laughs> Try to pick out some... <laughs> 
Get a couple, <laughs> a couple of, some nuggets and gems. Also, I've found that if you listen to this podcast with a glass of wine, as you get closer to the bottom, we are way you smarter. understand us more. We are way smarter. <laughs> um, you know what we haven't mentioned in a couple of weeks? Our dog, Plaxico. The Google Nux. Wow. I know. Oh my god. I thought about that actually. Google Nux, are you still out there? I Hashtag about that Google Nux. Earlier today while we were driving and I wanted to make sure that we mentioned it. So hello Google Nux who um, who are religious about listening. <laughs> That's right. <You laughs> There's guys, a throwback. You guys listen religiously. Did you, I do it wrong again? There you no, did it correctly. I said what you did it wrong listeners. is to say they're religious <laughs> listeners. And I said okay. that's a very different podcast yeah. audience. Also any religious listeners that also listen religiously. Whoa. Thank you for being you. Who are Google Nooks. Uh <laughs> Yeah, thanks for listening to the show. We really appreciate it. We are, uh, you can, you might be able to hear some echo here. We are hoping to have a studio. somewhat more studio atmosphere for recording where we're going to be super fancy. Uh, but you yeah. You seen his eyebrow raise. This is a, uh, we're really loving life in San Diego for those of you who have sent uh, well wishes and kind words of our, our new adventure and our new place. We are absolutely enjoying it and loving it and having a great time. So it is every bit of the adventure so far that we had hoped it would be. So far. <laughs> who knows what's going to happen tomorrow? That's what I'm saying. Get crazy. <laughs> uh, yeah. So good, good uh, being in your ear holes. For another week. Good being in... Okay, babe, that's when that's you need to shut it, it down. That's what we're going to Good being in your ear holes. What See you later. What a messed up thing to say to end the show, babe. <laughs> no. Why would you say Don't that? Turn Guys, the carol, that's an at C Kelso quote. No. You can put no. O-H... Uh, semicolon or colon. I never know which one's which. See, uh, good being in your ear holes. Hashtag SWTB. Hashtag Carol. <laughs> what if I just started owning hashtag Carol? Uh, that's funny. Uh, by the way, thanks for everybody who tweeted last week. And yes, when we asked you to so tweet us, we had a bunch of people who were tweeting. Um, and thanks for listening. As always, really appreciate it. Go to iTunes, leave a review if you like the show. We'll shout you out in Hopefully, review roulette. Yeah. I was going to say that, and then you said it faster and better. <laughs> yeah, because that's how so I, I roll. All right, we'll catch you guys next week. Bye. Bye. See your ear holes then. <laughs>